the We Are Live. Welcome back to the True Christian Podcast. As always, I am Michael Pagano. (laughs) (laughs) And this this is uh, JD. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) No, man, we're being professional. Can you be professional, JD? Can you, you be professional? <laughs> you didn't tell me you coming there. And clapping. <laughs> An old 90s sitcom. Everywhere you look. And whenever someone comes to visit, it's like all the crowd starts cheering. Like when Uncle Phil makes an appearance on Family Matters. Is that Uncle Phil? Oh, I'm sorry. It's South <laughs> Africa. What did you guys watch? Uh, yeah. Pretty much the same. You guys watch Family Matters and stuff? Yeah. Cosby, Family Matters. Frasier. I'm ignorant. Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Except the only difference is they're running new now, so you're still catching up. <laughs> Playing. We got jokes here. We got jokes. A whole we six minutes. I tell y'all all yeah. the time, our podcast start time is like the return of Christ. No one knows. No one. Only the sun knows, and we don't even know. We be over here. Yeah. I th- so the fun thing is we actually can see the comment section before we go live. Uh, so we saw Melissa standing up for us and saying they have their little pregame chat. Um, and I'd be missing JD because, you know, he sleeps when I'm awake. I'm asleep. I mean, I sleep when he's awake. And like this yeah, is our yeah. little intersection. We somehow are working this thing together while being on two sides of the planet, only by God's grace. Amen. Like we Amen. laugh and joke. But there's people out here that can't even make relationships work <laughs> at this kind yeah. of distance. And me and JD <laughs> over here trying to run a podcast, a Bible reading, a ministry. Um, but it's it's working. It's working. It's so, working, man. Um, Glory to and then God. One, one day he's going to be sitting next to me when we're in the studio. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. Studio, a.k.a. a garage, maybe a closet, you know, something yeah. like that. But I noticed I definitely Secret messed closets. up my intro. I should probably do the proper intro. All right, here we go. Try it again. <clears throat> hey, guys. Welcome to the True Christian Podcast. Well, let's see if I get him this time. See, he's got, he's got it. Um, no, but seriously, for everybody watching on TikTok, welcome. As always, uh, you have the opportunity to come join us on YouTube. If you want to participate in the comment section, we got about 50 people over here. Usually starts climbing here in a little bit. Um, we just started uh, every every Monday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. We talk about Christianity. We talk about faith. We talk about scriptures. And we talk about a lot of other stuff. Now, I will tell you, I was talking with JD prior to the show, and I wanted to give you guys a heads up that... Um, we used to occasionally have episodes where we would just read scripture. But as I was telling JD, now that we're putting out the Bible reading series, we want this to be more focused on topics. And obviously we're still going to dive into scripture. I mean, we are nothing without scripture, but more so that deeper talk that, that let's dive around and look at what Paul says and Jeremiah says, and Joshua says like, we're not going to do straight reading because we're doing that in the series. And at the end of the day, once we finish that Bible series, I mean, it'll be there forever. The internet is forever. (laughs) I think I said this once in our first, one of our first episodes that we were discussing this Bible reading series is what blows my mind is one day, this might be selfish. One day, my great grandkids, because of the way the internet works, if we're not raptured, uh, Mm -hmm. will be able to sit down and read the entire, entire Bible with their great grandfather. Yeah. Amen. How long our lineage is together. They'll have this. Um, My kids, that's why, listen, here's a little piece of advice. Write down things 
highlight things and save things. Because when you're gone one day, your kids can have, maybe you can have a prayer journal. Just write down as you study scripture. You never know what on that paper might benefit future generations in your family. What you might not think is wisdom because to you, it's just a thought you had. It, the most wise and profound stuff that's in a person's mind sounds dumb to them because it's a constant thought they always have. It's only once mm. we say it out loud and others go, no, nah, I wasn't thinking that. That's incredible that you go, oh, really? What you think in your head is a dumb thought. What you think in your head is just you thinking, write it down. Because one day you're not going to be here. And maybe your daughter or your son is looking through your stuff and they come across a moment where they connect to you in your faith and learn from you even while you're not here. We should be teaching yeah. them while they're here. But like my kids are going to be able to go through all my YouTube all TikTok, if that's not banned or whatever, but the internet's forever. It'll be there, which is blow, blows my mind when I think about it. Little little kids sitting down listening to uh, Grandpa JD and Grandpa Mike reading uh, reading scripture and whatnot. Amen. But, well, welcome, welcome. Uh, what's up, welcome. JD? Welcome. What's up, brother B? And I'm you know, just to add to that, like, uh, like unless you're gonna write down something like my favorite food is pickles, then don't be writing that down. Don't be letting your grandkids know. That you ate. No, by then pickles got to be out. Someone's got to yeah. come to common sense that we're doing a disservice to humanity. You know how like yeah. every 20 years eggs are good or eggs are bad. Eventually someone's got to figure out that pickles is a waste of time. Pickles. Waste yeah. Of I time. mean, There's so many it's other a no brainer. Pickles it's in the bottom. Yeah. I think it is actually in the King James <laughs> version. At least in the King James version. <laughs> But uh, guys, we got a great episode for you tonight, uh, and, and we're on time, so you're going to get the full hour and a half. If you missed last week, as we said, the episode is going to be going to an hour and a half. We've realized after looking at analytics that most people just really need an hour and a half. Also, JD's new schedule kind of conflicts with it being two hours. Um, and again, like I said, if people are listening, you guys are watching, you're dedicated, you're in here. Uh, but the people that listen later, they don't, they don't need two hours, and two hours is a long time. So hour and a half uh, is the episode. And if you see the title... This might not be easy to decipher. I know that for the people that tune in every week and you're in here while waiting for us to show up, you probably are looking at the uh, title trying to decipher like, oh, what are we talking about? This one might be a little rough. Like, okay, what do they mean? Correction and love. Um, and, and I'm going to explain it the way that I talked about with JD in our pre-show. I want to focus on our relationship in the body of Christ. I almost named mm. the episode, JD, um, One in the Body, right? I, yeah, but then I was like, yeah. well, does anybody understand that? And the reason I mean that is because what I see in Christianity, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about you guys, because a lot of you guys, eh, you've stepped away from it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you know that you were really lost in this, in this social media moment where some Christians turn into that. And they've told me like, Mike, since we came to the discord and kind of backed up, we realized how we were acting over there. Right. But there's mm -hmm. still a lot of Christians that they're in this lone wolf moment where Every Christian they see, the minute they see them, they're judging them. And I'm using this the correct way. Yeah. They're like, let me see how good of a Christian this person is. Let me see what yeah. they know. And the minute they misspeak, rebuke, rebuke. So we want to discuss a couple things today. What is a rebuke? When is rebuke actually commanded in scripture? How do you rebuke? When is it appropriate to rebuke? Who is worthy of a rebuke? What is your goal with the rebuke? Because today, everybody rebukes. Everybody's a heretic. Everybody's a false teacher. That's not accurate. It's not accurate. 
And the last thing I want you to do is to be sitting here pushing someone further away because you're just built into doing this naturally. So it's, yeah. it's a big topic. And tonight's more of a me and JD. We want to talk about this. We're going to be in the scriptures, yeah. um, but tonight's more so talking about it. Did I summarize that pretty well, JD? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. On points. I mean, and, and here's the thing, guys, you, you, you're going to find, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to find fault with wherever you're looking for fault. You're going to find fault. Like if you're going to overanalyze every single Christian, every single preacher, like if, and, and, and I had, I had, I had people come over to my house the other day and, you know, she was explaining, you know, about their church and what they believe and their ethos and what they stand for. And then I looked at a couple of videos and at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't agree with. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, the, the message, the message is clear, you know, when it comes to the gospel, that's, that's one place where we cannot err from the truth. Mark mm -hmm. and I have said it so many times when it comes to soteriology, when it comes to the doctrines of salvation, there we have to be on the same page. Like if someone's going to say they're a Christian and they're going to come with a modalistic view, then we're going to go like, ah, no, that's heresy. And it is heresy. You know, rejecting the triune God of scripture is to reject scripture as a whole. So that's just an example. But if you're in a church where they where they hold to the whole modalistic view that Jesus is the Father, bounce. You know, you don't have to run up and down and, and scream and rebuke them. If uh, the, Here's the thing that I've learned when it comes to people with their views. Most people are not willing to be wrong. Most people are not willing to be wrong. And, and, and this is, this is what, what hurts the body of Christ the most. And, you know, when we go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, where it tells us, you know, what the scripture is used for, you know, notice right after rebuke comes exhortation. So I can, I can accept when one of my brothers and sisters rebuke me because st straight after the rebuke comes the exhortation. And as we've said before, the Greek word for exhortation literally means to come in along your brother, come in alongside your brother, your sister. So once you've given the rebuke, this is why you're in error and this is how I can help you. You know, this is the thing where people say, yeah, you're wrong. And then silence, crickets. No, you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Here's what the Bible says. Let me read it with you. Let me help you find what it says in scripture. Because that's what we call to do. That's what mm. biblical exhortation is. Yeah, I'm glad that you actually talked about that. And I wrote a couple of things down while you were saying that. And I think the main thing I want people to latch on to, for my note takers out there, because I know some of you are note takers, I want you to think about it the same way you think about, has anybody ever heard this? Before you before you respond to someone in an email, write an angry email and then delete it. Right? You ever heard that one? I, I have, at least in the business world, right? The same thing should go for your rebuke. Before you rebuke, go do a rebuke on your own out loud. For real. Because here's what JD's pointing out that I think not a lot of people are hearing. <laughs> When he said a lot of people like to think they can't be wrong, you're probably immediately thinking of the person that needs to be rebuked. But that also goes for you. And the sad thing is, I said to Jenny before I went on air, I bet money there are people today that I would shake hands with that seven years ago I would have rebuked. Because when I first came to the faith, there was things I swore I knew. I swore I knew them. And you did too. Again, not everyone who's wrong or maybe wrong is your enemy. 
ask yourself, why am I doing the correction? That's why I said, go do it on your own for a second and get to the deepness of it. Because if I go on my own and I think about the correction I'm going to do, if, it, if I get to the end of it and it just sounded like me belittling somebody, what is my, wh why was I doing that? Why did I say those things? Was my goal not to get to the, back to the truth? Is my goal not to get them back to the Lord? We, I think we've talked about this many times, actually, when yeah, it comes to sharing yeah. the gospel, when it comes to how we treat each other. The why is so crucial because if you're just doing it because they're wrong and you want to make sure they know, that's pride. That's that's yeah. a, that's a scary amount of pride. And um, yeah. what another thing that he mentioned, he said that if you're going to look for a church and, you know, they, they're obviously wrong on some major things, right? Just go away. And, and I, I want to take from that you're not always in a position where you're ready to handle a heresy, right? No one's saying if it gets confronted against you one-on-one -on -one and someone's trying to preach to you, don't, no, Peter said, always be, always be ready. Yeah. But that's not the same as you going out hunting because you might not be ready for that. Obviously, if you're looking for a church, maybe you still need a church home before you go rebuking. And we see yeah. this a lot too. People are always jumping up to do a rebuke. And it's like, you don't know this person. You didn't really listen to what they were teaching. You heard it. And for one moment, it sounded wrong. But can I just, can I just humble you all for a second? We all have had different experiences that changed the way we perceive words. Think about that out loud for a second. We all have different uh, experiences that change the way you perceive words. That's the truth. How someone explains something might sound different because the way that you explain it, semantics, but I bet money, if you have a conversation with that person, you never know. You might find out that you guys believe the same thing. Just yeah. their wording is different. But if you jump up and start swinging, they mm. jump up and start defending. Fight or flight is the only option that humans have when they get attacked. Not sit and listen for a minute and contemplate if this person's trying to rebuke me out of love. So if you run up on a Christian and you spiritually punch him in the mouth. Like you were reading scripture wrong and it said, and Paul laid hands on him. Oh, we can lay hands on people? Run up and just start hitting people. No, <laughs> for real. And, and honestly, this is what happens a lot on TikTok because a person's just minding their business. Then they get stitched by someone and the stitch comes off like disrespectful, you demon heretic. This person ain't even worried about the, the argument no more. Now it's about defending my character, defending my image, defending who I am. Now you have two sinners going like this because no, I'm not. No. And you're hitting each other. Yeah, You need to exactly. stay focused on the why. Why am I trying to correct them? I've got some scriptures I want to hit, and then I'm going to let JD get back on to the topic. But I, I have some up that they go hand in hand with this, but at the same time, they're, they're just scriptures about rebuking and correction. But I want you to just read how the word of God speaks of correcting each other and rebuking each other. And tell me if you see modern day rebuking and, and correcting. Uh, Proverbs 1, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. So right here we see if you take reproof, right? So instructed on how we handle reproof. So reproof is the same as rebuking, right? Uh, it's different English word. Go to the next one. In Luke chapter 17, in verse two, it says, it would be better for him. In a, oh, that's not at the right spot. Let me scroll up a little bit. Sorry. Uh, it was Luke 17, three. Here it is. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Remember what we said, repent is a change of ways. So this is also why it's important to understand biblical language. It's not saying 
if your brother sins and then he says, sorry, that's not what it's saying. It's saying if he changes, right? You rebuke him. So example, I got a close friend that's been going out and he's been going to the club and really allowing the temptation of sin. He's married and I know his wife, right? I go to him, brother, I love you to death. I see what you're doing and you're on a road to where something's going to happen. You're going to get drunk. You're going to make a dumb decision. You're going to ruin your marriage. I saw you flirting. Mm -hmm. I saw you touching on her arm. You need to stop it. If he says sorry, that's not him repenting. Him repenting is saying, you know what, brother? You're right. And I'm not going back. That's a repent. That's a change of ways. If he repents, then I forgive him. Because the thing is, we don't forgive fake sorries. If someone says sorry while they're still at the strip club, I can't say, okay, I forgive you. You just just finna stand in there, bro? I see you and you see me. No, we forgive those that mean it when they say, you know what, I'm sorry and I'm gonna change my ways. Then it says, and if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Is this the image we see on TikTok? People don't even give the other person a chance to repent. Because what people mm-hmm. want is they want people to submit. That might be, that might have been a little too real there, right, JD? I don't know. Because yeah. what I see on TikTok is if I correct you, I will only accept uh, accept submission from you. And I've been a part of that. I've had people correct me where the only way we can solve the problem is if I get down and bow to them. Like basically, like come to me and grovel, and I'll I'll let you know we can we be bygones be bygones. That's not yeah. how this works. Y'all need to stop treating other Christians that way. Let's keep going. Let's keep going real quick. If JD, at any point you want to jump in, you let me know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, bro. Proverbs 27, verse five: Better is open rebuke than hidden love. So at the same time, mm. this conversation tonight's not just about how quick we are to rebuke. Because here's a here's some more conviction for you Christians. I bet money y'all got no problem rebuking the stranger online, making him feel less of a Christian. But you have Christians in your life that need rebuke because they're living in sin, but you don't speak up because you're scared of ruining your friendship. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, here's here's a beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to I'm just going to stop you there before you carry on, because there's there's someone in the chat now who's going to give me a perfect example to practice what we are preaching. King Yahweh Dan Hamashiach is... Uh, Yahweh Dan Hamashiach, yeah. There we go, there we go. What would be more important than what I'm talking about? Okay, bro. So let me explain something to you, my friend. You've come onto a live stream um, that is not yours. If you want a platform to speak, go live. Um, go live and, and speak about the end being now. Um, the end's been now for the past 2,000 years the apostles thought the end was now. So we're called to preach the gospel, to be consistent in season and out of season. That's what we called to do. We're not called to run around telling people the end is now. So if you can find me a single verse where it says, where it says. Oh, yeah, we remove that. I am oh, Messiah. No. I am the Messiah. Blasphemy, we go. Of the, blasphemy of the, I got it. Don't worry, ban user. <laughs> Listen, we let people come in here with different views, but the minute you blaspheme saying you're the Messiah, what did you see me zooming in on the screen while you was talking to him? What's on screen? <laughs> yeah, do not reprove us. Oh, he will hate you. Reprove a wise man. He will love you for it. Amen. 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 Now I got to make my text small again. Can you imagine if you were so blind you had to read the Bible like this? 
Robbie and oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm not okay, there yo. yet, hopefully. Where are my glasses at? Man. Hold on. This actually look real clear. Don't let my wife see this. I'm gonna have to delete and edit that part out. She's like, you old. I love you, baby. But there's 80 people. There's 80 people here. Pray for that man, guys. I'm not even joking. Pray for that man. Like, seriously, oh. pray for that man. God knows who he is. So pray for that man that he doesn't go around telling people he is the Messiah. Um, I saw his earlier question, do you know how to identify Jesus? Here's how we identify Jesus and his followers. It's very clear in scripture. Those who have Amen. believed the gospel, who have put their faith in Christ alone, who have put their faith and trust in Christ alone, and they exhibit, they exhibit the fruits of that faith. Again, Amen. salvation is, 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 is where we are at. And our fruits are a result of our already changed person. This is what it's about, not the other way around. Obedience doesn't lead to salvation, but salvation automatically leads to obedience. So Actually, God bless I, that man. You just made a verse pop in my head. I did not have this prepped, but let me go look for it real quick. Matthew 5, I think it's at the 20s. Yes. Yeah, Listen yeah, to what yeah. Jesus says here. You have heard that it was said of old, to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel. And whoever says Raka, because this doesn't include it, but it says Raka, which means you fool, will be liable to hell of fire. But this is really what I wanted you to hear. So you, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you may not understand the, 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 the level at what he's saying because to you, the temple means nothing. We didn't grow up with a temple where God resided. We didn't grow up where you literally can't go near the Holy of Holies unless you're a certain person. And if you touch a woman when she's on her period, you got to go dip in the river seven times. And if you touch a dead body of an animal, you have to, you don't, you, you, so to you, hearing Jesus say, wait on that sacrifice, that doesn't mean much to you. Jesus is saying, put God on hold and go. Mm reconcile with your brother to them that is crazy but what is he teaching you he's saying that if you're not willing to love others don't come to me don't come yeah. to me and act like oh i gotta get to god no no no. because if you loved me you would go love him if you love me you would go forgive him so before you come Amen. to bring me your gift go forgive your brother same thing counts today before you sit here making your TikTok videos or your YouTube videos trying to preach to people, if you have somebody that's angry at you and y'all ain't getting along, maybe go ask him for forgiveness or go tell him you're sorry and, and squash that. Because bah, 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 bah. the body of Christ is so divided today because it's everybody for themselves. It's me Amen. and my walk. Me and my personal savior, me and me and me, and Jesus died for me. But yet every time Jesus teaches, it's always you. When he's speaking to them, it's always you all. And when he tells them how to pray, it's forgive us and watch over us and us and us and us. There's yeah. one body. And if you don't want to be a part of that, this isn't a single solo sport team. It's like a basketball team. You all play a part of football. You know, I love football. Every person mm, on the football mm, field mm. matters. Even though you might not know much about football, then you think the linemen are just there to look cool. No, they're not. Every play, that lineman plays a major 
major role to protect the quarterback, and the quarterback can't do mm. nothing with the teammate, and he needs the backups, and we need depth. You can't be a solo, and, and this is why I'm glad the next verse I was going to come up to, because a lot of people say, I don't need congregation, I don't need church, because church is just me and my two friends. That's not true. Let's read what the scriptures say, because this is also about correction. Oh, no Bible on screen. If, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Boom. Here. There you go. There you now, go. Someone's going to say, Mike, I see you call, call out people publicly all the time. So let me go ahead and clarify this. My brother. Okay. This is the individual Christian. So y'all don't see the stuff I do in private. There are people who I love who I DM. Hey, bro, I wouldn't have done it that way. Be careful what you said there. Matter of fact, I'll put someone on blast without saying his name. I've shared this before, but I, I, I have a friend on TikTok who's got like 5 million followers. You don't know he's my friend. I don't, I don't clout chase off him. And, and sometimes he's, he's a little younger in the faith because um, his followers aren't because of that. He, 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 his followers are for something else that he's known for. But he makes videos about Christianity, and I'll DM him and give him advice. And he loves it. He says, thank you so much. I don't make public videos about him because he's not a false teacher. And I know him. Now, if I make a video about uh, uh, Wanana, the, the, the lady that sells, you know, Holy Spirit teachings, or if I make a video about this guy with 500,000 followers that's teaching falsely, I'm doing Titus 2. I mean, Titus 1, right? And we're going to get to that rebuke. This is your brother. This is if one of you in this chat room, folks, I'm not going to make a video about you. I I'm not going to blast you. Why? And we're going to, I'm going to show you the practical application of this for your brother, go to him alone. And you know why this is actually important? Because when you're alone, it prevents pride from acting up. Pride is fed by on looking eyes. Think about yeah. it. What causes your pride to shoot up the highest, the more people watching. That's why when we're really in a big group, we might just do something real stupid. Cause everybody looking like, I can't be looking like a fool out here, bro. And we make the dumbest decisions when the most people are present. So you go mm -hmm. privately so that there's nothing to fuel the pride and they can see like, look, I'm not trying to between me and you, man. I'm going to be honest with you. You shouldn't have did that. You really shouldn't have did that because what you said is wrong, man. You really hurt that person. You hurt me. I don't even know. I'm just making something up. Then it says what? If he listens to you, you gained your brother. But if he does not yeah. listen, rebuke him to death, punch him in the face and leave him sitting there. No, take one or two others along with you. You try again. But now with a couple witnesses, Jesus doesn't mention this, but this is common knowledge here because uh, it, it would fall in suit with how the Jewish culture would have done it. Not bring strangers. You would bring more people that this person trusts and respects. Mm. So mm. if JD was stepping out of line and I need to correct him and he, he, he just straight up gaps me, whatever, man, I'm coming back with Charles, Justin, people he loves and respects. Because then he sees it's not an attack of strangers, but my brothers who love me. Like I'm going to be honest with you. If more than one of my brothers comes to me, even if I'm guaranteed in my heart, like I know I can't be wrong on this. I'm listening. W what am I losing by listening to people who's proven they love me? If I know they love me, what's happening? Now, yeah. what does it say? If he refuses to listen to them, <laughs> tell it to the church. Wait a minute. I thought two or three was the church. Obviously, Jesus isn't redundant here. Two or three is not the church. 
That's why we keep, keep trying to tell people. Because if you don't listen to two or three, then you take them to the church. This is also for someone that's involved with your church, right? So Amen. obviously uh, uh, you can't take the stranger to the church. And then if he refuses to listen to even the church, then you let him go, go in peace. And then he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you bind in heaven is bound on earth. And then I wanted to get down to the bottom real quick where it says, uh, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among you. A lot of people take that and they say, look, see, that's the church. But Jesus just showed you prior that it's not the church. It just means that Jesus is with you. That's all it means. So tonight Jesus is here, but Amen. this is the church. We are ready for it. We are part of the church. We are not mm. the church. The church is one whole body, period. Yep. Um, I know you probably got some stuff to add on top of that before I hit other. I versions. mean, so much, man, so much. You know, and 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 we've we've the other night I went to Matthew thirteen, and and there's another verse in Matthew eleven as well where we see this with with John the Baptist, where 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 he sends his his disciples to go make sure Jesus is who he says he is, and Jesus comes and tells them, you know, um, <clears throat> the good news has been proclaimed to the poor. And blessed are those who do not, who are not offended by me. Now, this this word offended. Um, again, in Proverbs we see that a brother offended is harder to win than a city, than a strong city. So, Jesus Christ says, "Blessed are those who are not offended by me." So, so what we see, what we see from this, is is so important because the the Greek word skandalizo. Is, is to have a stumbling block or be tripped up if you are tripped up by Christ. So again, if you're a lover of Christ, a follower of Christ, the, the end goal is always to bring people closer to Jesus. It's always to bring people closer to Jesus. So out of love for Jesus, out of reverence for Jesus, we correct and we exhort because we want people to be closer to Christ and not fall away and be closer to a false Christ or someone who is, you know, who who resembles Jesus but isn't the real Jesus. And ultimately, this is what we see. A lot of people end up, um, a lot of people end up, you know, following a plastic cross because because they have not, because they have been offended, because they have been offended by something. Yes, Mark and I talk about this off and off air as well. You you have to be ready to be wrong. You have to be ready to be wrong because if you're open, and this is what I'm saying, we, and I think Mark and I agree on this, we have friends in various different denominations. They are our brothers. We love them. Do we agree with everything they say? You know, no, we don't agree with everything they say. But when it comes to who Christ is, what Christ has done, where our faith is, we line up. And that I'm, is I'm glad you said that. Can I interrupt you for a moment? Yeah, go for it, bro. I want to use an example. Our Catholic and Orthodox friends. Well, let's use Nico. A lot of people here know Nick. You and I know Nick. Let's use Nick for a second. We love Nick to death. He's an Orthodox brother. We disagree highly in some areas. There are some Christians on this app that would literally break fellowship for that reason. Here's why yeah. I'll never break fellowship for that reason. Because we can get to the point where I realize there's nothing else I can say. And the only one to reveal the truth to him is the Holy Spirit but I'm going to be here to love him. I'm going to be here to be his friend because all I can do is watch the Holy Spirit work in him and pray that he brings him to where he needs to be. And if he doesn't, his faith in Christ is what I pray is enough because that's what we say is enough. Is it enough? 
we say it's enough for us. Why do we, it's, it's, it, there's this weird thing that we do as Christians where we determine the line of, of, of enough faith wherever we stand. I've never, listen, JD, call, hey, maybe you could tell me I'm wrong. I have yet to meet a Christian who believes in a, in the version of God that doesn't save them. Yeah. I, everybody. Yeah stands on at least the line that, that, that that's necessary. But think about this for a second. So if we're all probably wrong in some aspects, because let, can we just be honest? We're going to be wrong about some stuff. I'm going to be wrong about some stuff. JD, gonna yeah. be, we're going to be wrong about some stuff. Are we really going to sit here and look at someone who says, I trust Jesus and I love Jesus and say, well, you're more wrong than me. And the level of wrong that you are is hell worthy. The level of wrong I am is grace worthy. Are you yeah. willing to say that? And if, even if you Amen. did think that theirs was hell worthy, why would you think pushing them away and, and rebuking is not pushing away? Notice we have not read a single passage about rebuke yet that led with them never seeing you again. And now some in some of the spots we've read, it says if they don't repent, that's their choice. But your goal should be building those relationships, building Amen. those. Because guess what? If Nick, and I'm using Nick again, if he's watching this, I think it'd be funny when he hears me say this, but if he stays friends with me for 10 years, how do you know the Holy Spirit won't work through me for 10 years to get to him? And, and, and when he opens his heart to the truth, he's going to look at me and see a guy that's loved him regardless of his doctrine for 10 years, who has been by his side and said, bro, we're always going to be brothers for 10 years. Who are you more likely to listen to when your heart gets softened? The guy who's belittled you for 10 years or the guy who has walked with you and said, even though we disagree, I love you, bro. I don't know about you, but I, my heart is soft to those that love me, not those that hate me. And, and yeah. it goes back to the why. If your why is to actually correct the brother and bring him to the truth, then you're never going to want to push them away. You want to bring them closer to you, in fact. But the people that push away, they're not trying to correct for salvation. They're not trying to correct for for the, the, the to get them on the right path. They're just trying to show, look at me. I know everything. Look at me. Pride, 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 pride. And it's yeah. a dangerous game. Okay, I mean that's that's why, like, ultimately, I've, I've I've started calling them the the straight to jail Christians. You know, legalism. It's 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 everything. Eating jail, smiling jail. You sitting there watching me on your podcast jail. You know, it's like everything and anything is 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 frowned upon, and it's a constant message of condemnation. Um, and I, you know, I'll use this analogy. No no child responds to a father who beats them for everything. Like, you like, didn't clean your room, beating. Didn't eat your food, beating. You know what happens? The opposite. That child builds up walls and starts resenting his own father. And, and you know, we've seen examples of this. You know, there, I think there are even a couple of movies made about this. But, like, where the kid eventually grows up to be a gangster, a thug, um, hating on the world. Um, because here's what happens. Bullies just create bigger bullies and 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 this is ultimately what goes on within sadly within christian tiktok within the christian community it's a it's always about getting one over and you need to submit to me because i've been doing this longer i know more than you know so you absolutely need to be listening to me um and that's just not okay 
because even from our Discord server, you know, there's some awesome brothers and sisters in Christ who have brought up things. Um, as I read through the chat and I see a couple of things, and I look at a couple of points. I'm like, that's an interesting point. I don't completely agree with it. But then after some further study, I can go, okay, I can see how you got there. And this is the point. You need to be humble enough to see how your brother or sister got to that conclusion. Don't just shoot it down. Be like, how did you get there? Let, let, let me walk that trail with you and see how you ended up at that conclusion. Thank you so much for saying that, man. That Listen to what J.D. just said. Say that again, J.D., because I want you guys to hear something. If, just, just emphasize that part one let more time for me. Let me walk that trail with you and see how you got to that conclusion. That is, And you know what happens if you do that? You might find out that what they're doing is an honest mistake that you could have corrected, but you decided to come out swinging and people put up their guard. It's as simple as that. I told you, I've had these conversations with people. And, and at first, the old me would have rebuked them in their stance right there. Like, ah, boom. But once I conversate with them, I'm like, oh, bro, we believe the same thing. You're just saying it this way. Because for don't forget, we're using English words, which is a language that's not even that great for this, for what we're doing when it comes to, you know, theology. And we're using them to describe the infinite God. And then you, again, you expect someone to be able to articulate their faith the same way you do. At the end of the day, do they trust Jesus? So real quick, actually, you mentioned oneness and, and let's real quickly cover a couple things real quick. Let me, let me, let me lower the tech. Let me lower the, uh, the screen. What are serious issues that you like that's that's that line right jd mentioned one uh uh let me summarize it this way christology so christology is the yeah. study of who is jesus right so mm, christology mm, mm. very important that is true if someone denies the deity of christ if someone denies the humanity of christ if someone denies who you know christ to be and has their own version of christ that is rebuke worthy and that's false teacher worthy, depending on how they're teaching it. We're going to get into that fine line here in a second. Um, and then the gospel, the gospel. So who is God and what is the gospel? Those two can't play with them. Can't play. Those, those are boom. What is baptism? Secondary issue. Now, people might not agree with me on that one because some people believe that you must be baptized in water to be saved. So to them, it's a first issue. So that one kind of sits in the gray area because who you're talking to might see it as a more priority, a higher priority. Yeah, but yeah, on yeah. A, a serious secondary issue, eschatology, secondary issue. I don't care who says it's a primary issue. It's not. It's not. No. Um, uh, 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 the way that your church sings music, that's not even secondary. That's if, if this was a triage of types of church issues, they're the last thing that you touch on. How you Yeah, that's like number 12 on the list. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, far down. Right. And we can go to the, the, the Bible translation, secondary issue, as long as you're not reading the Book of Mormon uh, or Jehovah's Witness Watchtower Bible, right? You have to understand what these secondary issues are, things that we're not about to sit here and, and be divided upon. So here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. When you meet someone, ask yourself what matters to you when it comes to them saying a, they're a Christian. Because all of us have different things in us. Sometimes we have to break those things where, for example, a lot of you, when you first met me, you despised Calvinism because what you were told Calvinism is. And then I defended it. And a lot of people was like, that's why he's a Calvinist, because I just didn't like the fact that people compartmentalized denominations. 
But then I've had people who have joined me in this journey where I explain to them what Calvinism is. And I tell them, like, I don't, I'm not a Calvinist, but I brought a Calvinist up here. And now those same people, not going to put them on blast, have said to me, I've, I've changed my ways. I've told God I'm sorry for how I spoke about the God of Calvinism. I've told God I'm sorry for how I treated these people. Because once they stop looking at the, the false image of who they think Calvinists are, they started seeing them as fellow people pursuing God and having a different view of how to understand sovereignty. That's all it is, right? Because yeah. um, honestly, <clears throat> J.D., I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but we have a problem with compartmentalizing Christians. We put them in groups because we don't want to have to get to know each Christian individually. That's why people are so quick to say, what's your denomination? Because if you tell them, oh, I know exactly what you are. I know what you believe. I know everything yeah. about you. Because what we do then is we think about the worst version of that denomination they've ever met. You say you're a Pentecostal. They all they see is, Whoa! yeah. Like, you might not be that. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I would also I would also just go like a step further and say you know be wary of of ministries or people that the foundation or fundamentals of their ministry is pointing out what is wrong with everyone else's. Like if you've got if you've got people in no lives like that on TikTok where they literally spend their days rebuking other <laughs> like 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 if you're gonna sit around and gossip about what other people are not like rather than saying okay well where where can we learn from them and how can we grow with them like this is ultimately what we are called to do. And, and a lot of people will say, well, that's not unity and that's false unity. And that no, it's not. 100% isn't because we are called to love our brothers and sisters in Christ regardless. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say love your brothers and sisters in Christ if they. No, it says love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Ooh, can I add one thing to what you just said? JD hit, he said gossiping real quick while he's on that topic. If you're telling someone about a false teacher or warning someone, that's one thing. If you're talking about another Christian, ask yourself a couple of things. Am I speaking just straight up facts? Like this is what this person said, be careful. Or am I now, you know, having a deep discussion, making accusations and assumptions? Christians, we shouldn't be gossiping. And if you're talking about a Christian behind his back and it serves no purpose for building anything up, if you've already given the warning, continuous talking is pointless. You know, there's some people that I've met or that I've had come across me that have sat and talked about me on live streams for hours. And it's like, I feel bad for that person because, yeah, even if you disagree with me, tell people, hey, don't listen to Mike. Stay away from true Christian ministry. Here's why. Reason A, reason B, reason C. If you got up to Z, go to Z. But once you've made that declaration... Why are you still talking about that person? And I'm using an example of myself because I'm, I'd am i rather do that than sit here and gossip in my own example, right? Uh, if yeah. I thought JD was a false teacher and I wanted to warn you guys, I'm like, guys, listen real quick. Uh, I heard JD, uh, that guy, Tomb's Empty, bro. He was talking about some stuff, sounded real oneness. Just be careful when you listen to him. Maybe next time you guys are listening, just make sure to check with him because it sounded like he might deny the Trinity. Boom. You've been warned. Now you know when you listen to him. But if I sit here saying, and honestly, guys, I mean, I see it sometimes, and he's always bouncing all over the place, and 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 this, this, and that, and this, this, and that. And I mean, have you guys seen his hair? He does this high and tight thing. Like I don't know. I kind of want a buzz head, but I want something on top. Like it's ridiculous. Um, don't do that. 
it's, it, you're just gossiping in that at that point. And it's easy to fall into that because you get the people in the comment section. Amen. Amen. And hey, if you're an amener here, this is all about you as well. Even if you say none of this, if you sit in live streams or if you sit in conversations and amen to the sinful things, amen to the gossip, amen to the slander, you're just as guilty. Feel conviction. Yeah, coming into agreement with it. That's that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't even understand the amen at the end of the oh sentence. You know, and, and it's, I'm glad you said that because we've got the amen crew on TikTok. You know, the amen everything. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, you know, amening something means is you are in full agreement of the statement that has just been delivered or you are in full agreement of the prayer that was just prayed. You are full agreement of the doctrine that was just teached. Like, like when people amen, like, are you sure? Amen is not amen a noise you make in excitement. Like, oh, amen. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's not just, a, it's not just a holler, you know, give me some. Uh, uh, amen is, you, you're agreed. You're like, it, if this was a contract, if everything we spoke was a contract and, and I spoke a sentence and that was a contract and you said, amen, you'd be signing your signature to the comments I just said. And I need a and, sound and clip of Hody Bakum saying, if you can't say amen, say ouch. I'm going to get that sound clip. Let me write that down. Yeah. Amen. I mean, so again, like just, uh, just getting back to the points that we, that we're making, this is why, you know, rebuke, rebuke also why I won't rebuke someone who isn't physically on my life. I'm not going to rebuke someone who isn't there to defend themselves. Like if someone comes to me with a problem, have you heard or have you seen this? I will go look at the video. I will, I will literally, and there's so many people I've DM'd privately. They haven't bothered to respond to my private DMs where I have told them you are in area and you are misleading people. If they don't respond to my DMs, sometimes I might drop a comment in, in the actual video saying, this yeah. is why you are wrong. And again, when it comes I try to, to do that, I'll DM and say, Hey, can you follow me back so I can DM you for people yeah, that I want yeah. to Dude, People tag me in videos all the time. And I'm like, bro, I'm not about to rebuke these young Christians with 30 followers who are just in error. Like if it was a fault, like I said earlier, if it's a false yeah. teacher and it's about, cause here's the thing, a public rebuke is not about the person you're rebuking. We're going to actually, should I get to that part real quick? Um, here we go. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. So a public Amen. rebuke is so others stop making those decisions or following, right? So if this person's persisting in sin and others are seeing it and they're thinking it's okay, then the public rebuke is necessary. That's why if large followings, if someone that's you know big and they're leading people astray, if it's just some dude with his phone and he's over there like, in error slightly because he doesn't understand the hypostatic union. He's never been discipled, right? Like, we want to just destroy this kid and be like, you don't even deserve to be a Christian, you maggot. Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> True Christian, can you come demolish this guy? He's 17. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I'm here for like that dude I just ran across, uh, which we might have to do an episode on, Magog Christ, who said he's the second coming of Christ. Like, King Magog. Him, I made a video about because he has 400,000 followers and says he's the second coming of Christ. That's not the same as somebody's cousin who thinks water baptism is necessary for salvation. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one more more verse about public rebuke. Let's just go to it and kind of hit it because it is necessary to hear. Titus chapter 1. 
There you go. So many. Listen to what we're going to start with the instructions of an elder. The reason why is because a lot of these instructions are for men of God. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Mm, I guess it's a topic. Right back. Women of God, you can rebuke. Not saying you can't rebuke. You 100% can rebuke. However, it is our job as men of God and leaders to be the one because a man of God is called to lead and protect and we're called to be shepherds. And so it is our job. However, ladies, by all means, if you see something false, rebuke it. So I'm not saying you can't, but all men should have a goal to be this. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be an overseer. It doesn't mean you're going to be an elder, but all men should make it a goal to meet what an elder is in case God uses you. Because if you think I'm going to just live how I want until God calls me, God ain't finna call you. Because the scripture says, if you want to be used by God for good purposes to cleanse yourself, Paul tells us this in second Timothy. So this is how you should want to live in order for God to want to use you for these positions. Listen, he says, for an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. So before you can be the person, because here's the thing, a lot of people jump down to this part where it says you need to be able to rebuke people. But notice how the instructions are start here at being above reproach. Why is being above reproach matter? Because if you're not above reproach, but yet you're out here rebuking everybody, you're a hypocrite. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. Once we cover all of that, then it says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Then he goes on to say, for there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. Obviously, the circumcision party is the Jewish, uh, uh, well, in this situation, you have the, um, they were Judaizers. Sorry, I had a brain fart on that word I was looking for. It says they must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not teach. So here's criteria number one on the person that needs this kind of rebuke. They're teaching things that ought not be taught. Not they're a follower of a, of a teacher and, they're, and they've been, uh, 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 you know, misled or they're in error. No, 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 no. These are people teaching things they ought not teach. Then he goes on to say, one of the Cretans, a prophet of their own said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. So the person he's talking about that's been teaching wrong, he says, even one of their own people know that they're wrong. And then he says, therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Wait a minute. Even in this moment, the goal is to bring them to the truth. Rebuke sharply so that they may be sound in faith. So we talked about when is it necessary to rebuke and, and these are the important things we want to discuss tonight. I know y'all see me do this, by the way, a lot in case y'all ever wondering what that is. My back be hurting. I got to maneuver and whatnot. Um, the person that needs a rebuke that's public is the person who is misleading others and teaching things they ought not teach. So if you need the top two reasons, misleading and teaching things they ought not teach. Now, since JD's gone for a second, I'll take you somewhere to show you the practical application of actually rebuking someone that is your brother that just needs love and guidance. That's not teaching wrong, but they're teaching incomplete because teaching incomplete is not the same as teaching wrong. So 
earlier, um, I mentioned how everybody calls everyone a heretic. Everyone calls everyone a false teacher. That's not true. Some people just need guidance because they're doing things a little wrong. And I'm going to show you this literal example in the scriptures. I believe it's Acts. Is it 14? Hold on. Hold on. I didn't plan on bringing this up. I completely forgot about it, but it's a great, great spot to go to for this exact moment. Actually, it might be beyond that. Is it Acts 19, 17? Oh, wait, here it goes. Come on, Mike. What are you doing? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 24 of Acts 18 for those listening on Spotify. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he only knew the baptism of John. So what does that mean? He knew about Jesus's life, but he didn't know the gospel. He didn't know what came after John, the baptism of repentance and these things. He didn't know the full, he wasn't teaching the full depth of the gospel. So he was teaching wrong, but he wasn't a false teacher. He wasn't a heretic. He was just someone who was teaching incomplete. So then what do we see? It says he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they made a video about him, made him look like an idiot, and they called him a heretic. Mm. No? Is that is that not what it says, JD? No, it says they yeah. took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. When he wished Amen. to cross to Akai, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those through grace had believed, for he powerfully, powerfully refuted the Jews in public. Imagine if Aquila and Priscilla didn't handle it that way, and Apollos doesn't go forward to do these things that he did for the church. Imagine they pushed him away from the church. Imagine he would have been called out, embarrassed in front of others, and walks away from the faith. Yeah. But he was teaching wrong, Mike. The Bible says he was teaching incorrect. It says it. But it doesn't say he was a false teacher. It just says... That he, uh, I'm looking for the word here. He only knew of the baptism of John. So they had to teach him the way of God more accurately. More accurately. Some people that you run into, I'm about to bring the microphone down to me for this one. Some people that you run into just need guidance, not a rebuke. If you heard anything I've ever said to you, ASMR style, Get out of here, man. <laughs> oh man, it's it it's so true though. It's so true though. It's like it's spot on, brother. Spot on. And I was listening to you as you were reading through Titus. Um again. That's that's my go-to when people say, How should we? I'm like, Titus. How should we, Titus? What about our Titus? What about woman Titus? Like, like, go to Titus. Breaks it down very clearly, and it also puts emphasis on what constitutes a a a public rebuke. So, if we walk around, Mark and I street preaching, and we we're out, we're preaching the gospel, 
and someone comes to us and says, yo, but you guys need to remember that you need to tell people that Lucifer is actually the brother of Jesus. You guys have left that out. And we're going to be like, no, sorry, Mr. LDS. Uh, that is heresy. And, and we'll, then we can use that as an example, saying this man believes that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, is the brother of Satan. And actually, that's a good point that you brought that up. So I'm glad you brought that up for tip number three tonight. I, I lost track of them, but if you're taking notes, take notes on this one. Understand the time and place. Let's go back to this. When we saw Apollo's teaching, did it say Aquila and Priscilla ran up in the synagogue, elbowed someone and said, stop it. I must teach you the ways. No, they let them teach. I've seen Christians on this app, on TikTok and YouTube, specifically TikTok, that will see a video that has nothing to do with the doctrine they're about to call out and interrupt a moment where people are sharing God. I'll use me as an example. I'll make a video just saying, encouraging my brothers and sisters to pray more. And then mm, a Catholic mm. will come in there being like, well, unless you go to the one true church, nothing matters. Pause. <laughs> Did you just come in here to interrupt me encouraging sisters and brothers in Christ to fight about yeah. your church? Same thing with mm, uh, mm, a certain mm. somebody that, that in the past, JD knows what I'm talking about, would go into live streams of people he doesn't like, regardless what they're talking about, and challenge them. Bro, there's non-believers watching that might be hearing the gospel, but you know what a non-believer definitely shouldn't be seeing? Random Christians coming around and fighting. You know how many times I see non-believers on TikTok saying things like, yo, y'all always fighting. Y'all don't know what y'all even believe. And what's crazy is C.S. Lewis writes about this in Mere Christianity uh, many mm. years ago. If you've never read it, it's a great book. Now, granted, C.S. Lewis has some doctrinal issues uh, that, that, that I disagree with, but yeah, great book. You can listen to it for free on YouTube also. He says in it, and I'm going to paraphrase the crap out of this and butcher it to all hell, I know. He says that all of our, 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 our discussions, our debates, when it comes to inter-Christian debates, should not take place in public forum as to allow the non-believers to see us disagree. For we're going to them saying that we have the truth. So if they see us disagreeing, why should they listen to us when we try to present truth to them? Just that makes so much sense. So if I'm a non-believer in today's society and I'm on TikTok, bro, don't evangelize nothing to me. I see y'all live streams. All y'all are doing is fighting every day. Y'all disagreeing every day. Tell me what, what uh, is it Trinity or is it not Trinity? Is it one saved, not saved? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? Y'all don't know what you think. Get behind me, Christian. Mm, mm. I would. Yeah, that's that's sad. And that's that's so true, and it's absolutely, it's sad. It's so sad. Yes, yes, something. I was going to say this. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Because yes, yes, I want every single one of you, and, and you know, you know, we love you. Like Mike and I love you. We discuss all of you. Like you know, seeing how you take notes and how you how you get involved. Yes, something I'm going to say to you straight up. You guys might be with us just for a season where we are teaching you and, you know, and, and you're learning from us for a season, you're going to grow and you're going to move on and you're going to find a more mature teacher and um, a, a more mature YouTuber, whatever the case may be. This is not going to, we're not going to go like, Oh, so you've dissed us for someone else. No, we are, we want you to grow. We want you to grow. And, and this is ultimately why we say 
you know, if there are topics, like I saw someone saying, can we do a series on false teachers? We definitely will. We definitely will get into, into exposing false teaching, but not necessarily pointing out what is false about each person. Because again, Ooh, they might the, just be in error. Not just that. I'm glad you said that real quick interjection, because if you do it on false teachers, all you're doing is pointing at people nonstop rather and, and, and then you know to watch out for that one person when we can instead take false teachings so you know what to look for. JD and I don't listen. And I'm not saying any of you want this, but if one of you out there want this, let me be very clear to you. I'm going to bring the mic down again for this one. JD and I are not here to study for you. We're not here to tell you what to believe. We're not here to walk for you and we're not here to carry you. And I don't think any of you really think that, but there might be some that listen that really like, whatever you say, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to, man, I just need you to tell me what to believe. Don't do that. I will not be standing next to you on judgment day. I guarantee you I won't. So you won't be able to turn and be like, but, but Lord, Mike said, where's Mike at? Mike, yeah. come tell Jesus what you told me. <laughs> Mike, No, I'm not going to yeah. be there with you. So mm. I love you. This is why sometimes when I re when I respond to videos, JD, the other day, someone was so wrong on something like, bro, I can't study the Bible for you. Like, there's some yeah. things where like you gotta you gotta take that step, right? Like with mm -hmm. babies, what do you do? You hold their hands while they walk, and then you let them fall. I can't keep carrying you. I gotta because that's what we do as older Christians. We we take care of our little brothers and sisters who just came to the faith. Not trying to insult you or belittle you, but I want what's best for you. So don't. We're not here to just point out, stay away from him, stay away from him. We'd rather train you in what, what to know. So you, like he said, when this season's over, you might be discipling people and you might be saying, Hey, yeah. we need to, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause we pick away from everybody that we come around. My bad. I cut you off. Spot on. Now that's dead on. And, and, and again, you know, just, just to, you know, end off with what the points I was trying to make is, you know, what I believe, you know, what Mike believes is no mystery. What we believe is abundantly clear. If you don't know what we believe, go back to the beginning, to the first podcast we did together and work your way through. Watch his lives, watch my lives on TikTok, you'll see. Ultimately, everyone knows what we believe, but here's, here's, here's the thing. I love people and those who know me and have fellowship with me for a while know that. I love people. I love people so much that I do not have the time to argue with people that 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 just believe they are right. Because I can see the pride. And guys, let me tell you something. 2015, 2016, man, I was a hellfire preacher. I was like, everything, yeah. You're like, repent, be baptized. You're going to hell, you're going to hell. Smoking a cigarette, you're going to hell. Vaping, you're going to hell. Having a beer, you're going to hell. Looking at the sunset, you're going to hell. Like... I was literally bad. And the whole reason why I was so bad was there was so much within my life that I hadn't confronted. There was so much within inside me that I hadn't dealt with, that I hadn't spoken about. And most of these people, when I see them, and there are a couple of people that pop, you know, that I see, <laughs> you have all seen on TikTok that, 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 that pop up and come to mind. But again, I realized that they are young. I realized that they are going through things. <laughs> and ultimately... I'm not going to argue with them. If they, I will extend an olive branch. If they're willing to talk, if they're willing to have a discussion, again, this is what I'm saying. Anyone asks me how I got to this, to the conclusions and the message I teach, I am more than willing to sit down with you and show you. This, this is how the context works. This is how it works. But 
But at the end of the day, there are people who are above correction, above reproach. They are not interested. They're not interested in being corrected. They are only interested in being correct. And here's what they'll say. Here's just a couple of red flags. They will, they will constantly be pointing out what was what is wrong with everyone else's ministry. They will be quick to, they agree, they agree with anyone who agrees with them. So as long as your, your, your doctrine and the way you believe lines up with the way they believe, they will call you brother or sister in Christ. The moment there is a difference in belief, they will then not consider you brother or sister in Christ simply because you disagree with certain topics or certain things. Um, again, secondary issues, semantics, non-salvific. They've got nothing to do with salvation. Again, we haven't dropped the gospel in tonight's thing. So here it is to everyone that's new, 89 people in the chat. What do you need to do to be saved? You stop need to people. believe. Yeah, stop. There we go. Like, I was going to say you need to believe that, <laughs> that cucumbers dipped in vinegar are from the pit of hell and you need to stay away from pickles. <laughs> but the bottom line is, guys, believe our Christ Jesus died for your sins, that he was buried in a tomb, that he rose to life on the third day, that he is God incarnate, 100% God, 100% man, that he was prophesied about from every single one of the prophets of old, that we see Jesus Christ from Genesis through to Revelation. That everything about our salvation has got to do with what Christ has done for us and not what we can do for Christ. And this is the problem. If we've got a, a doctrinal belief where it, where it relies on what we need to do in order to be saved, we've, we've already erred from the truth. We believe in faith alone, through Christ alone. That's it. As Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says, we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So there is no boasting. If we have anything to boast about, we can boast before each other, as you see in Romans chapter 4, but not before God. Not before God. Um, so just believe. I actually like what you said, and, and what you were saying made me think of another verse, so another Bible passage. So I want to get, take you guys to Colossians real quick, because a big part of, let me go back, because a big part about correction and love, I keep thinking I'm pointing at the right spot, um, also has to do with your knowledge, right? If if you're not taking your faith serious and coming to it, like JD said, willing to be wrong and, and trying to grow, you're going to always be correcting everybody because I'm right. And honestly, sometimes we correct others to affirm ourselves. That's a whole other topic that we didn't even dive into because I've met people who, who their pride gets involved because they don't want to admit being wrong because that's guilt, right? But neither here nor there. In Colossians chapter one, recently I did an entire study on this because I think it's beautiful what Paul does here. He says to them, mm -hmm. as he always does, he always tells people, I love you, I'm praying for you. But this one, he says something really specific. He says, we always thank God, the father our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing as it does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. Here's what I want you to hear. Pay attention. Highlight it in your Bible. And so. 
from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Let me stop right there for a second. When's the last time you prayed for someone for that? Not, not just because they said, hey, can you pray for me? When's the last time that, that person that you wanted to rebuke or you wanted to correct that you sat down and said, Lord, I pray that they get filled with the knowledge of your will, with all of your spiritual wisdom and understanding Amen. so that they are able to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Paul prayed for people to grow in knowledge of God because that's what matters more than anything. Our knowledge of God is the richness that is in heaven. And we see it in Colossians 2. Listen what he says. In Colossians 2, he says, um, uh, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Christ's treasures are his knowledge, are his wisdom. And that's what we should be seeking, not just for ourselves, but for each other. And we should be mm -hmm. praying because here's the thing. What if somebody has been praying for you to have wisdom and knowledge that you never knew about? And that's the reason why you have it. Make sure you're praying for someone that may never know you're praying for them to get that wisdom and knowledge. Lord, I pray that JD gets blessed with all of your knowledge and all of your wisdom so that he can help me and others. And we can be pointing people towards Christ. Let Amen. us Right? Not for not for someone's well-being, not for someone's physical needs, not for their money. That's why I'm emphasized. When's the last time you prayed for someone to have this specifically? Because it's easy to say, Lord, watch over JD. May your will be done in his life and, you know, help him out with these bills and, and you know, just help him out with the things that he has in his life. All that, that's temporary fixes because spiritual wealth matters. I don't care if JD gets money. I don't care if JD lives every life, day of his life in poverty. Love him to death. That's not where my heart is for him. My yeah, heart for man. is the riches of God. I would rather God pour out his wisdom on JD than money because the money on earth nice. rust and moth attacks. The money in heaven, which is God's wisdom that he gives us. Oh, what it means to be known by the living God and to know nice. him. What does it say in, 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 in uh, uh, Jeremiah? When I will make a new covenant and they will say, I know him. In Jeremiah mm. 9, it says, let the one who boasts, boast that he knows me and understands mm. me. Matter of fact, mm. let's go to Jeremiah 9 real quick. This is what yeah. matters. This is what matters. If you're not aware, I spelled Jeremiah wrong. Did I? No, I didn't. He said, uh, 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 uh. is it 9 or is it 10? Might be 10. Am I tripping? No, it's 9. It's 9. What am I doing? 9. <laughs> All right, here we go. Who is the man so wise? That, oh, no, that ain't it. Where is it at? Where is it at? I know it's here somewhere. Oh, I, I, I literally yeah. have it highlighted, JD. It's literally highlighted. I was okay. waiting for you to see that. I was going to like, dude, scroll, scroll, scroll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Somebody needs to rebuke me real quick. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. 
that's what we boom that i know can y'all i don't maybe it's because we've been so uh uh um uh, desensitized to it mm. you can say that you are known by and know god that mountain god made that 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 river god made that that breath we're all breathing god gave that that sun that shines god made that with his with his hands obviously spiritually speaking so and you get to say i know him and he knows me what more could you need in life what yeah. more could you need in life there's Amen. nothing and our goal should be, I know this is a rebuking and correction episode, but when we grow in that knowledge and we understand that's all that we can be, that's all we should be focused on. We should want others to have that knowledge as well. Correction, because we want them to know God. If you're only correcting them to show that you're right, then you just want them to know who you are. Look at me, look at who, what I know. But if you want yeah. them to know God, you're going to go to them to correct them about who, who they should know and what, what, what they should know. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, you know, like, like some, like if your if your children come to you, right. And they, and they draw a square, they draw a square on a page and they go, Hey mom, look at this beautiful circle. Are you going to look at them and go, yeah, great job. Or are you going to say that's actually a square and not a circle? You see, ultimately this is, this is what people, there are a lot of, a lot of people I don't agree with. And I think they may have had one too many fruit loops out of the cereal bowl but even so <laughs> like it's not it's not worth an argument so i will i will pray for them and i will trust that that god will will guide them and as they grow in christ that they will they will see for themselves where 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 they were in error and and here's the thing like um you know, when it comes to Word of Faith movement, prosperity gospel, oneness Pentecostal, everyone knows where I stand on that. I and if you don't, stay far away from it. You know, if you get to a church and they say oneness Pentecostal, that's that's a good sign to uh, to bounce <laughs> quick, quick, fast. Do that quick, fast. I mean. I saw, saw, saw Mal wants me to read the, the wine pigeon tonight. Um, I don't know if we're going to have time for that, but um, I just want to say I love you all. And I'm grateful for you all. And again, when it comes to rebuking, remember, you cannot rebuke without exhorting. Um, you know, we cannot rebuke without exhortation. Danny, love you, sister. God bless you all. Uh, roll up and paint. Man, absolutely love the new design for the podcast. Blessed, blessed by all of y'all. By all of y'all. So you guys are absolutely awesome for being here. 85 people in the chat. That's 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 epic. May God bless each and every single one of you. Again, please leave um leave a comment. Leave a comment. Wait a minute. Share. I walk away like. and come back. Are you saying goodbye to people? No, no, no. I'm thanking people for their support. Oh, okay, I'm about um, to say, who do you think he, who does this guy think he is? What are you leaving? Leaving nowhere? <laughs> I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm thanking them. I'm checking some of the. I said to to roll up and paint. I said, uh, you know, for the new design that uh, for the true Christian. I said, oh, roll up and paint. Yeah. If y'all don't go follow her and get her artwork, I'm telling you right now. I'm I'm gonna have her stuff behind me. I love her artwork. It is it is beautiful. Yeah, really um, good. Really really good. You know, Class. As, I, Class. as I walked away, I thought about some scriptures that I and I want to because we are ending soon. And I wanted to just end with a couple, well, at least throw these out there real quick, because we're talking about how we should live with each other and how we should walk. 
And I wanted to read this part right here. The marks of a true Christian. Boom. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Let me say that one again. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful to in zeal. That's an interesting statement because slothful is lazy. Zeal is, I mean, I don't really know how to describe zeal other than zeal. Those don't work together. So what is being slothful in zeal? It's like that. How many Christians have you met that's like, uh, I'm a Christian. We got to do this, right? Like we're going out to, let's say, serve and feed the homeless, right? If I'm in the car with you and we're on the way to go feed the homeless and you're complaining the whole way, I could drop you off at home. You don't have to be here. Just like in Philippians 2, when it says to to do things without grumbling, right? It says, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality, not show it when it comes to you. Seek to show hospitality. Go out of your way. How can I love someone right now? How can I bless someone right now? Bless those who persecute you. Well, what if they're a false teacher? Bless those that persecute you. Well, what if they're mean to me? Bless and do not curse them. What if they mock me? Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no Mm. evil for evil. But what if they're really evil? But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, boom, live peaceably with all. So if you're in an altercation, it better be that person's fault. And there's no choice that you have in that. Mm. I'm guilty Mm. of this, guys. I'm not talking down to you from a pedestal. I'm talking to you like at the AA meeting where I step up and it's my turn to talk. Hi, everybody. Mm. My name is Michael and I'm a preaching to himself. Yeah. (laughs) You know how to an AA, you step up and you say what you are. My name is Michael and I'm a sinner. Actually, a little side note, there's a program called the Regen Program. My church uh, is hosting it. I was a part of the group that uh, launched it and a bunch of churches do it, but it's basically a 12-step program for sin. So when you come to Christ, it's about walking through that beginning part of addressing your sins and getting rid of your resentments and confessing your sins. And like, there's, it's, got, it's beautiful. And one of the things that you do at the end, when you get to the end and you start sharing your journey, you say, hi, my name is don't so-and-so. And you, you say, I dealt with lust and pornography and uh, 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 anger and self-hate. And like, you, you, it's just like AI, admit it, admit who you are. I'm a, I'm just talking to y'all same level. I still, y'all know, y'all see me on TikTok. I've had some run-ins of people where the old Mike still want to get out and rumble a little bit. He want to bob and weave. But um, listen what it says. If possible, you do that. And then it says, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. If someone truly does you wrong, he's got you. That person will face his judgment. I, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your hung, enemy is hungry, feed him. Hmm. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will be heaping burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil for good. And this goes hand in hand with what I wanted to touch on as well, 
which is Ephesians uh, 4, where it says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says when he ascends on high, he held, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. And one of the reasons, and we're coming to the end because guys, at the end of the day, when you're about to have an altercation, go through it in your mind and ask yourself what profit from this? What will profit from this? Ask yourself what the best case scenario is and what the worst case scenario is. And if the best case scenario isn't this person feeling like you came to them loving, listen, the the worst case scenario is based on their perception. No matter how you approach someone, there's the possibility that they smack you. They say, no, they reject. It's, it's, I, I got you. I know, I know, but what did you do? You, you are, you are not, you can't control how someone perceives your message. You can't control how someone responds to your message, but you can control how your message is, is presented. Mm. So when it comes to correction and love, I want you guys to really focus on that tonight. If there, we bounced around a lot, maybe you got to go back and listen again. Cause we did jump around a lot, but I, I want you guys to know that your goal is to love one another regardless how low they are, who they are, no matter how hateful they may seem, because only through love can, can God's grace be really seen to these people. My cross yeah. is all messed up. Colossians 4.6. Colossians 4.6 just, just puts emphasis on that as well. You know, make sure I, that your words, your you words are forever. Forever. Yeah. Hit it, hit it, hit it, man. Just quick up, man. Don't quote it and Shut then don't on. and then I can't get it up here in time. Look at me. I'm, you just made me break the you just made me break this verse because I told you to shut up. Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. There we go. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. And let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Actually, just, you just remind me also, I'm going to bounce off you after you bounce off me. By this, <laughs> my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciple. That don't just mean to the outside world. It means to the people that might not actually be Christian, but think they're Christian. Mm, mm, mm. Bear much fruit. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, guys, amen, we amen, appreciate amen. you. Uh, listen, we appreciate you guys being here. A little, Let's do a little uh, end of the episode um, announcement of things. So uh, first thing I wanted to announce is that the mailbag episode went off incredibly. And because of that, we are going to try and do that once a month. Um, I am working on getting a submission link uh, put into my um, beacons. Uh, that will allow people to submit questions throughout the month. So if you get a question from this episode, you submit it now. We have it waiting for you for us. Um, I am also working with someone on a website, which would really help solve all this. Because once we get the website up, it'll have the embedded videos from YouTube on there, possibly uploaded videos directly onto there, uh, access, you know, how to find everything, podcasts and videos and TikToks and JD stuff, and maybe an about me with pictures. You never know. We're, we're still working on the process of that. We have the domain name, truechristianministry.com. It, it belongs to us. As we've been saying, uh, the new email is active if you want to contact us. It's contact at 
at truechristianministry.com. Uh, if it's specifically for one of us, just make sure you put that information in there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share is people have been asking about the next episode from the Bible series. In case you haven't heard it, let me go ahead and repeat it. Every Friday, we will be premiering it at 8 a.m. Central. Now, the reason I'm doing a premiere is because last week, I didn't know I did this by accident, but I set it to a premiere and it goes like a live stream and y'all were able to sit into the live stream chat and communicate. And I thought that was really cool because there's going to be some people that are actually waiting every week. So if we do the premiere every week, you might start seeing familiar faces and have like a little community in the Bible reading. I think that's awesome. But regardless, you can watch it at that live premiere every Friday, 8 a.m. Central. It will be uploaded. So the next episode, Genesis 6 through 11, I think we got to, is coming Friday. And then uh, I had one more thing. Oh, tomorrow, 12 noon, uh, I will be on the Reason and Theology podcast, 12 noon central. I have been invited to go on there. So Reason and Theology, I just found out this is actually a large Catholic uh, YouTube channel. My mom is aware of it, right? Uh, a guy named Michael Lofton hosts it. Uh, so many people have been asking for me and Voice of Reason to have a dialogue. Uh, we've talked multiple times on the phone now. We've had conversations, and we are going to do a dialogue on the channel. Uh, so, again, if you want to watch that, I will be live from my TikTok as well. Obviously, that won't be as good uh, as being on there to see me and him. It will not be a debate. For all the people that's been wanting debates, no, because, again, debates solve nothing. It's going to be me standing there as a Christian who believes in the Bible, talking to a Catholic who says he believes in the Bible. Um, and, and we're going to have a discussion about our differences and beliefs. And if it goes well, maybe it'll happen again. Um, so I think that's everything I have as far as updates. Um, oh, one last thing. Um, to incorporate Discord more, I have decided that we're going to, uh, I'm going to do announcements there and information there before it gets announced anywhere else. So a benefit of being part of the Discord group will be getting information ahead of time. Uh, we're going to be, I'm creating a, a, an announcement group a tab just for Mike. So my own little announcement thing. So new information on what the episodes are going to be. Special Q&A access, like, you know, Q&A that gets top priority. I, I, I really do feel bad that I'm not as present on Discord as I want to be. So I'm going to find ways to incorporate you guys uh, to allow you to feel a little bit closer to the to the to the ministry and whatnot, because you put that time in there. So, uh, with all that being said, um, um, JD, what do you got for him? That's 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 it, man. Just just keep loving one another, uh, and I hope you were blessed by tonight's episode. Um, again, please like, share, um, and with as many people as you can. There's always someone that that needs to hear. Um, the gospel, there's always someone that needs to hear more about Jesus. There's always someone that can grow. There's always someone that that is that is seeking and will find. So blessed to be here with all of you guys. Blessed to be brothers and sisters with all of you guys. Uh, Mark, thanks again, bro. I love you. Um, and I'll chat to you off air. And uh, we, we, we're, we're really enjoying the Bible reading, man. So... Uh, Again, the premiere Friday, 8 Central. Please share I'm that. really practicing that patience we talked about in the last episode, JD, because like in my mm. mind, I'm like, let's just release all the episodes. But no, we have yeah. to schedule. <laughs> yeah, I know really you guys are eagerly waiting for the next episode. Me and JD are five episodes ahead of you. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'll, yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yeah, so you guys must uh, definitely. Okay, I saw I saw Danny had a question there. Leave your questions on the actual video. Um, if you can have like a minute marker where where whatever you didn't understand, leave your question and we yes. can address it. 
um, because like Mike and I said before, we will be doing like a once a month show to answer questions about like four or five different readings. So put your questions there. We'll, we'll calculate the most most asked questions and actually do an episode on answering those questions um, as best as we can. Again, we are fallible. We might make mistakes. Um, and if we have, point those out as well. We love to be corrected publicly. So again, uh, God bless you all. Thanks for being here. Appreciate all the support, all the love, um, and continue to be just who you are, man, in Christ Jesus. Grace Jay, and I'm going to send you one of these, by the way. I don't know if you know about Did you Have you seen these yet? Did Blake get you yours? Yeah, True Christian. And it's got the prayer, the cross next to it. And then on this side, it's Go in Peace. And it's actually uh, like, so the original ones he had were like printed on. So my the writing came off. This is like in impressed in, in, in it. So it's not going anywhere. I'm uh, oh, that's I'm, so gonna cool, like a, I'm gonna send you like 20. DM me on Discord uh the address. I don't know how addresses work in South Africa. Do you guys have addresses? Yeah. Do you guys use mail? I appreciate it, bro. I'm messing with you. But yeah, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Guys, as always, God bless. Go in peace. If you want to join us in the or me in the after show, I'll be on TikTok for a little bit before I go get into bed. Uh, but yeah, God bless, guys. Have you guys.